back to uh, 30th episode, the big three zero. By the way, hey, congrats to us. You know, round of applause for ourselves. Uh, we've loved doing this. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. You know, this, you know, last uh, last summer we started talking about it. Uh, we've we've been wanting to do something. And, uh, you know, finally we were just like, I think it was like two or three weeks before the season. We were like, okay, we need to jump into this and just get it going. And, uh, well, you know, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. And that's what we did. And now we're 30 episodes in, uh, you know, we're growing, you know, our social media accounts are growing. We're, uh, you know, we've got some good, you know, loyal followers and we appreciate you. So yeah, big three zero here for us. Um, we're going to get right into, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of talk going on. Obviously there's a championship week for, you know, all the conferences. Uh, there are 10 games. So we're going to do our pick them for the, the seat, the, you know, regular season finishing, here and then, uh, you know, we'll probably do some bull pick'em style stuff later. Uh, we'll talk about that in another episode. Uh, for tonight, though, my voice is a little better. It's not as bad, uh, though. I did, th- you know, I thought I sounded all right. You know, I, you know, I've had some compliments from, you know, my, well, it was my wife, but uh, that was about <laughs> it. Uh, either way, and Blake, Blake said some things that I can't repeat on the air. Um, either way, we're, <laughs> let's talk about the the coaching carousel. Uh, first news, uh, the strangest one to me was before the USC game, it was announced that, you know, Chip Kelly was going to get fired and that's, everybody was like, oh, it's happening. You know, recruits started, you know, saying stuff, uh, you know, Chip Kelly's gone. Well, lo and behold, they beat the hell out of USC and then it's silence. Nothing happens. And well today or yesterday, I can't, I think it was yesterday. He came out and said, oh. Looks like he's staying. Uh, that that's the rumor mill is that he's staying around at, at UCLA. Uh, they're not going to get rid of him now. So I don't know. I, I don't know if he was. I, I really don't know. Just trying to guess here. Like, is that an agent thing? Are they trying to get more money for him? I have no clue. Um, another another team, uh, Syracuse, has got their coach. They are hiring the defensive backs coach uh, from Georgia. Uh, so a lot of people are really excited about that one. Obviously, George is a powerhouse right now. Uh, gentleman's name is Fran Brown. He's a defensive back assistant. Uh, apparently one of the top recruiters as well in the country. Uh, another one, interesting, it hasn't happened yet that I've seen, but Arkansas is vetting Bobby Petrino to come back as an OC. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he's probably going to ride his Harley right back into town. You know, uh, it's the same way he went out. It's it's poetic justice and a reason why we love college football. Uh, I hope he goes there. People can get second and third, you know, chances, especially in I the SEC. Get, I hope he goes there. Like Bobby Bobby Petrino needs, like I said before we even started this, he deserves a third chance. He deserves a third chance. He's been he should be a head hell. coach somewhere. <laughs> I mean, look, he probably should have just been hired at you know at A and M, but. We're not going to get into that. With that one more so than the one I, that they did, but now, I, I think Elko is going to be good. The I <clears throat> go ahead, Blake. yeah. No, Elko is a perfect fit. I can't think of a better coach to hire to go seven and five every year. <laughs> Take the words right out of my mouth, dude. <laughs> you have no, you have no difference in, in Texas A&M. No, I do not, and. <laughs> I have the, faith in their boosters' pockets. Right. The only difference between 
going seven five at Duke and seven and five A and M is they will spend more money on recruiting to do the same record. And uh, hey. it's a lot hotter. I would have stayed in North Carolina. And North Carolina is a beautiful state. We do love it's Texas better climate. Uh, it snows out there, so it's more respectable. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> don't, don't go putting down the state of Texas. Now we might have a problem. There's no snow there, so there's no men there. There, there's there's plenty of snow up north. All right. Yeah, but it, ever, it's not it's not like Michigan snow. That's so, true. That's true. Manhood denied. <laughs> that's true. There's a lot of cowards down Man south. Card revoked. And yep. that's why uh, they lost the Civil War. So we're going to carry on and get into. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, we're going to get on out of here uh, talking about all that, and we're going to continue talking about how uh, Texas A&M might be a dumpster fire for the foreseeable future. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I really do think they have a chance to be very good. They've got the backing. They've got Look, the money. It's the coach. Yeah, they, that's the problem. That's the problem is that I think that the decision makers at Texas A&M needed to make a bigger splash than uh, this. Because only, I, I'm, yeah. I understand that their fan base is like, no, Mark Stoops, no, Mark Stoops. And I don't think Mark Stoops would have been a big splash either. But I think that the Texas A&M, because I don't consider Elko a uh, top 10 coach in the country. I really don't. No. Um, so when I think about the top 10 coaches and ones that you may or may not be able to go after, they were talking about going after coaches like Harbaugh and like, but then they go after Elko. Like the rumor does not match what the result was. So I'm just like, there had to have been an in-between. There had to have been something better because I don't think Elko's a bit good enough recruiter to compete with the same recruiting coaches that have been down in the SEC for this long, including competing with Texas. Well, so he has I'm a history just, at A&M. Um, was probably a big part of the yeah. hire. Uh, he I knows the Mark culture. Stoops, yeah. yeah, I thought Mark Stoops would have been a, a good hire. Uh, I like yeah, Mark Stoops. I, I, honestly, I have nothing against Elko and the way he, what he's done at Duke. I think it's a good – he's done a great job. And same thing with Mark Stoops. I think he's a really good coach. But – Ever, ever since the Johnny Manziel era and all that sh- crazy madness that happened, it's been, been a, they've been good, but they're steadily declining. They're still getting good recruits, but they're just it's not translating to the field. Yeah, well, maybe Elko's the guy to switch that around. The whole mentality of like you know practice how you play or whatever, like, or play how you practice, whatever. They've got to get a skitzy little quarterback back and put him on cocaine again because that's all they did with Manziel, and then throw money at him and pay, you know, pay just, him for private, pay for private jets and stuff. I mean, they went what like nine and four that year and got a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. You know. Yep. Hey, I mean, it's worked before. It could happen again. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I, I do I do think it'll be fine. Uh, but like. You know, one of the friends I've talked to, you know, a huge Aggies fan, he says he's happy with it. He's, you know, he's not blown away. Uh, but again, he, he says he expects him to be gone in four years. So, you know, it, that's the seems to be the sentiment around a lot of Very people typical. that I've been reading as well. Yep. So we'll, we'll see what happens there with, uh, with Mike Elko. 
Uh, San Diego State, they're focusing on uh, Sean Lewis, the coordinator from uh, Colorado, which I'm going to talk about Colorado here in a minute. Uh, that's talking about dumpster fires. Uh, that, that seems to be a real one right now. Um, UTEP fired their coach. Middle Tennessee State fired their coach after he's been there for 18 years. Uh, Trevor, go ahead. Yeah, just one thing about Colorado also being a dumpster fire that it is. It's not just the record and how bad they were, but the sheer exodus of the top their top commitments just a few months after they actually committed to Colorado speaks volumes to what they see, what these recruits are seeing, which actually, honestly, they probably have more insight of what's going on behind closed doors than what we do. So, I mean – it's it's a very telling thing that these these recruits that are very highly taught of recruits or highly thought of recruits are just exiting and just gonna take their chances elsewhere. It's a damn shame. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it, you're right. It's it's very telling, and we've known we've known all this whole time, and. Uh, I mean, it's obvious on the field. I've always felt like he favored his son. You know, his kids are going to get their stats, and I feel like the team suffered at the hands of that. I think he's cocky and arrogant, and I don't think he sets a good example as a leader. So let's rewind real quick back to week, you know, zero. I am they, not going to say I was not. I was not. I'm not going to say I thought I knew that they were going to be a dumpster fire because I was all in on the hype train early on. I self admittedly so, will say it. Well, that's what I'm going to say is I think a lot of people, including myself, thought it was an interesting way to build a program. I'm not saying it can't be done either, uh, but I agree with Blake on the selfishness of the program, and they've had players tweeted out. We're a very selfish team. And I know the player said it, but he was like, we could have gone undefeated if we weren't so selfish. I don't think they could have, but they probably could have won more than four games. I still thought six and six, maybe seven and five at the best. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, if the, the rumors are true, like what Blake mentioned, you know, from, from reading was that, you know, he's not throwing footballs away to save his, uh, you know, talking about Shadur, his uh, passer rating, uh, taking sacks, you know, in games to, you know, because he doesn't care about rushing stat, he cares about his passing, uh, you know, putting Travis Hunter in so much. I mean, you keep playing 100 snaps, 150 snaps a game, is that's just not doable. And it's going to hurt the team. Uh, so And the player. Eventually the player. the player. Exactly. So, you know, it's just one of those things. They're selfish. Uh, I think, you know, with Colorado, obviously, like Trevor mentioned, they're losing a lot of recruits right now. Uh, players are entering the transfer portal, uh, losing an assistant coach already because he tossed him under the bus earlier this season. I think Prime is learning fast. This isn't, you know, lower league college football. This is the big leagues, and these players have options. You know, that these aren't guys at Jacksonville State that, you know, they're just there. They're, they're there. They're excited to be there. They're happy to play. Here, these guys right. have options. And they can leave. And, I, and one thing I will say, well, 
one thing I was going to say, though, is that (laughs) one thing I was going to say, though, is about Colorado. I don't think you could pick a program in the country that is most stark differences where if you like I know I'm going to sound like a real homer when I talk about this, but you took take the team mentality that Michigan plays with where they all play for each other. They root for each other. And then you take the atmosphere that's been created in Colorado it is the most – I mean, one, obviously, I, I know Michigan has 100% better players. But at the end of the day, when it's a family atmosphere, when it's a together atmosphere, when you're in it together, you know, it's it, – this is that's the result that Colorado gets when they, they promote selfishness. Bet. Bet. And I'll say last thing for me on Colorado is – I don't even mind, you know, when Prime came in, he tossed everybody out. He's like, hey, we're going to rebuild this. If you don't want to be here, get the hell out. I can respect that. If you don't want to be part of this new team, fine. But it's when he started he started throwing the offensive line under the bus. He's saying, how do you get how do you get better at blocking? And he's like, go find linemen. Go get the linemen. Like, well, you still have to recruit. You can't just use the transfer portal. That's, that's wonderful for plugging and, you know, maybe setting your depth up. But you still have to go out and recruit players that are going to want to be there for multiple years. You know, this is you can't just do a, a full, you know, re, you know, returning of your program every one to two years. It's just not feasible. So I, I think Dion's learning real quick because early in the season, everybody's like, oh, Dion's going to go to the next bigger job. He's getting nobody wants him right now because the, the, they see the turmoil. So let, let's see if he can turn it around in year two. I think it's possible. I do. But he's got to change a little bit of that philosophy and that selfishness inside of the program. Otherwise, they're screwed and he's done for. He'll be a coordinator or he'll just go back to his mansion and chill. Uh, I mean, that's my take on it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Middle Tennessee, that's another one we mentioned. They they fired uh, their guy after, what, 18 seasons. All their fans are very happy, by the way, from <laughs> at least from what I've read online. Uh, they're they're happy to see a new route, especially with the, you know how the whole um, realignment's going. Maybe they they can find their way into something bigger down the line with a better coach. Go ahead, real quick. I just wanted to throw this out there because I thought it was kind of cool. Is that uh, I know we're talking about coaches, but also Delaware has finally entered, <laughs> paid that five million dollar NCAA fine, and to become or fine whatever fee to become a FBS school. So yeah. congratulations, Del- University of Delaware. Welcome, to the, that was cool. welcome to the group. Yeah. Yeah, pretty neat. Good for them. Five mil sucks, though, man, for those. That sucks. What, Blake? I just could care less about Delaware. Useless. Hey, it's another team to play on, on NCAA, all right? Get that, get that video game action. Rebuild them. Have fun. No? No, you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna, you gonna start somewhere else? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know where I'm, I'm just... gonna go. I think I'm gonna go to Michigan, honestly, and just lose every oh, game on here purpose. Here we go. Yeah, so you can be a man and like I'll go into the weather of the game and just set it all to blizzard, and <laughs> then I'll just run backwards and score safeties for the other team. Well, Blake's salty bear about all this, man. Dang, uh, boy. no salt, oh. no salt. Just having a good time. 
They, that's true. They don't have salt down south either. They use sand to uh, to clear the roads of ice. We just live it's in an luxury. interesting town. It, <laughs> oh, geez. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the transfer portal real quick. You know, uh, obviously a lot of movement going on this year. Uh, one of the bigger names that came out today was Dion Birch from Purdue. He's uh, one of the top wide receivers uh, in the country. Uh, statistically, he's done a really good job on a bad Purdue team. So I think he's going to be a hot commodity. Uh, obviously, quarterbacks are going to be the biggest thing. Van Dyke uh, from Miami entered today. That kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, maybe uh, Cristobal is losing the ship down there too. Um, Will Howard is another one. I can't remember if we mentioned him last episode. I know I think uh, Blake shared it on, on our Facebook page. Um, but still, huge. And Kansas State also lost their running back. Uh, so K-State's going to have some, you know, Really big concerns here. Um, I wonder if you know what that means for the program and in their coaching situation, because uh, he's kind of a hot coach right now as well. So watch out for uh, what's going on at K State. Uh, Will Rogers from Mississippi State—that's a, a big name. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State's not good. He doesn't have like, a cast around him. They changed up the offensive philosophy. It's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, we talked about the Colorado situation. And then finally, uh, for my notes, I've got Cliff Kingsbury is uh, rumored to be the next head coach of Houston, which I think mm-hmm. is huge because uh, I think Houston is a sleeping <clears throat> giant, personally. They're a growing program, a growing campus. They're in one of the largest cities in America. Uh, obviously, you've got great recruiting in Texas and Louisiana. You can reach anywhere you want to along the South Coast. They have everything – Moving yeah. into the Big Twelve, watch That's out! For I think Houston fans should be very excited about Cliff Kingsbury. He did. He's <clears throat> he proved himself with a. I mean, by by what he did in the college ranks, and I think he's his offense will will translate well to that Houston Houston team. Yeah, I, I really I agree with you that, that offense in in college getting out of the pros, getting back into college. Uh, you know, some, some coaches, they get high, they try their hand at the pros, they don't do well, they come back and they do good in college. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if that one lands, but that's the rumor anyway. Uh, boys, anything uh, on these, uh, you know, portal or coaching before we get into some of these games? Cam Ward getting all the million dollars thrown at him. And that's one of the reasons I don't like the portal, but I would like to see him stay at Washington state and finish out his commitment but when you're getting dollars thrown at you like that and you've got all these teams that <clears throat> that are just tempting you he's probably going to end up somewhere at another program yeah and for me it's i don't necessarily i wouldn't blame him um you do want to see oh hey committed this school you know stay there but sometimes you know there's there's greener fields out there, and sometimes there isn't. So you just you got to make it a wise choice. Right. It's kind of like marriage. You get tired of your marriage, you just go to another woman. It's pretty much what the transfer portal is for football. Yeah, I don't blame. No commitment. No, I'm just kidding. There, no commitment. I, I don't think that's anywhere close. That's like jumping jobs. You know, it's not it's not the same as marriage. All oh, right, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a stretch with the marriage, a, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch. Commitment, because the but, team that he's on is a bit of a, um, 
whatever. It, it's a bit of a trash team, comparatively yeah, speaking. Yeah. You're yeah, going to a job. Though. You're going to work, you know, as, as an athlete. Bad that's work environment. You want to leave and go to a better work environment. Exactly. And yeah. I'll say, it's, it's not to me, it's not the portal issue. This is one of the bad sides of NIL that I see. Yeah. That, that yeah. eventually I think there's going to be some more regulation on it. But right now it's still the Wild West, just like people getting uh, paying for recruits to come on campus. People paying, you know, this is tampering. This is, this isn't NIL. This is tampering. He's yeah. not. He hasn't entered his name in the portal. He hasn't done any of that stuff. And people are still offering. Uh, what was it? Auburn, Texas A and M. Like there's like seven schools that have already offered him a million dollars. He's not even in the portal yet. He's still on a team. To me, that that's totally but- wrong. But Harbaugh gets three game suspension for buying a fucker a hamburger. Like what the yeah. hell? <laughs> hey, God, Jesus! You know, they're, it's they're the rules because yeah. NCAA, you make so much sense. Like freaking. Well, that was Lord. against the rules, and the this throw in the mill in the NIL that's in the gray area, and that makes total sense to you. I do love I'm, gray areas, especially Connors. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that as it stands, that's the rule, and that was the gray yeah. area. No, you. I mean, you're right. It's just, you know, you look it's at it, obviously. It's a crap it's, gray area. It's a crappy gray area. There are good things of NIL where I, I, I agree with, too. But, uh, yeah, that this one, it's overboard to me. At least wait for the guy to enter the damn transfer portal if he chooses to, um, and then go from there. Uh, either way, we're going to get into some of these games. Um, you know, obviously – Conference championship week. We got a lot of the group of five schools. You know, we haven't covered a lot of them. Uh, we're more on the power five centric. Obviously, we try to reach into some of the, the group of fives. Um, but we're just going to run through these these uh, early games, um, you know, before we get into the main ones that are uh, really going to affect the playoff race. The first one that I've got on deck, uh, I believe it's a Friday night game. It's New Mexico State uh, Liberty, number 24 Liberty. Uh, Liberty is their 10-point favorites. Uh, this is one that Liberty really needs to win, and they need a little help to get that New Year's Six Bowl. So th- this is a bigger one on the scale of, you know, who a team that's left out of the playoff might play. Uh, I'm obviously not going to dig into a lot of, you know, like their stats and all this stuff because I just simply don't care enough to right now. I, I'm, I've got more important things, you know, more important games. So Liberty, they are on a roll. They're, they look like a very good team. They're dangerous. They've got a really good run game. Uh, New Mexico State, they've obviously beaten Auburn. Uh, you know, they've had some good wins. Jerry Kill is a good coach. He's got them to 10 wins. Uh, so they're on the up and up. Uh, really, it's going to lean on, you know, this run game for Liberty and, uh, you know, all that they have to play for. So in- interesting game, again, Friday night. Another one, uh, Miami, Ohio, Toledo. Toledo is seven-and-a-half-point favorites here. Toledo, they're hoping for a group of five chaos, you know, if you will. They want Liberty to lose. They want uh, Tulane to lose because then they might get that spot. It's very possible if they lose, they would get the group of five best and play in the New Year's Six Bowl. It's not saying it's going to happen, but it might. Um, You know, they're a pretty solid team. Miami, Ohio, they've had struggles. Uh, Toledo's on on a good trend. Um, Boise State and UNLV. Both teams, you know, kind of kind of sloppy. Uh, they've had promising points, and then they blow it. Uh, Boise's two-point favorites in this game. SMU at Tulane. Let's say at Tulane. That's just, you know, who's who's counted as the home team. 
Uh, Tulane is number 22 in the country, and they are four-point favorites. So this is a huge game for Tulane. Obviously, unfortunately, SMU has lost their quarterback for the season, so it's lost a lot of its luster because I think this could have been a really good game and probably SMU winning it, uh, which would have made Trevor right in his prediction. But, you know, Trevor can't have nice things, so they're going to lose, and so will Louisville. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So here's my problem. I feel like this particular these picks should this particular one should just have an asterisk by should have been right if he had if they had the quarterback. I'm just saying we can put an asterisk. I won't complain. Hey, it's let, fine. Let me consult with the panel real quick. Hey guys, no. what do you think? No, 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 not happening. Uh, good try, buddy. What a surprise. Yeah. NCAA doesn't let me do anything I want to do. <laughs> We're biased against you, my friend. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's really unfortunate. Preston Stone's injured. Uh, he's had a hell of a season. Uh, really has SMU. We've got big things coming up with moving to the uh, ACC. Huge for them. They've got a lot of money. They're another team. Watch out for them going forward. They could be dangerous with the money that they have and the want to from their administration. They're recruiting well. They're already getting transfers from the portal. Watch out. Uh, and then another one, uh, we got App State and Troy. This, this should be a really fun game. Both their offenses are very explosive. Uh, quarterbacks are playing really well. Running backs are playing well. Definitely tune into this one. Troy is six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, can't wait to watch it. Boys, let's get into the big ones here. Uh, obviously – Love all these games. All these teams are fighting for, you know, extra bowl practices, you know, growing depth. But now we're talking about the big guys, okay? This is the playoff contention. These are New Year's Six Bowl contention. First one up, Louisville, number 14, Louisville, and number four, Florida State. Florida State's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Obviously, we know the situation for for Florida State. It's really sad how it went down. Uh, But – Ron Maker did come out, and he won against Florida, who's not good, okay? Nobody's saying they are. But it was in a tough environment as a backup quarterback. That takes a lot of guts. Give them credit for doing what they need to do. And I still stand by it. If Florida State wins this game, they deserve to be in the playoff. I don't care who's lost, who's injured. People are making these arguments on you know on Facebook and Twitter right now that, well, just because they're you know 13 and 0, you can't tell me when they're one of the best teams. I don't care. I simply don't care. You you know, who is the best team? That's subjective. Okay. You can look at record. You can look at resume. But when you, you know, a lot of these team people go off, well, who would be favored? You know, who, who's got the higher recruiting, you know, you know, rankings, who's got the higher, you know, uh, composite, you know, talent rate on their team. That none of that matters. Why else? Well, otherwise why play the season? So I still stand by that. Florida State 100% deserves to be in if they win this game. If they lose, of course, they're gone. So they're going to have to prove it on the field. Louisville has every chance here to knock them off and really piss off their fans. So they've got a lot to play for. Even though they've blown it to two shitty teams this season, they've had the chance. They could have they could have gone to the damn playoff, but they blew it. So they've got one last chance to spoil somebody else's year. Boys, what's yours on this one? I like Florida State in this position here. I, I, they've got a lot to prove, and they're America's team. You know, it's the world against Florida State. It is. You can't <laughs> deny that. Everybody's against them. 
everybody's saying at a, as an undefeated team. That's all I've seen on Twitter and Facebook this week. I just constantly, well, Jane, uh, he's hurt. Jordan Travis is hurt. They're not good. They'd get smoked by anybody in the top 10, la, 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 la. But I agree with you, Brendan. Uh, if they win, they're in, which I, I've been saying that anyways, but just we, reiterating we all it. Said it. really. Yeah. You know? mean, if you're undefeated, you've earned the right to be in the playoff. If you're the one, if there's only four, I mean, and if there was more than more than four undefeated teams, obviously that'd be a diff, different discussion. But um, that's not the case. And if Florida State wins, I don't care who you are. And apparently, there's been a misunderstanding about my opinion about this. But I'm going to set the record straight. I don't care who's playing quarterback. If the team has won, thir- gone undefeated, that's it. It's a team sport. It's not based on just one player. While he affects the affects the way the offenses ran, it doesn't mean anything. That all being said, Louisville is going to come out on top on this one, I believe, and I think they're going to spank that. But hold on now. <laughs> I, obviously, they're they're the favorite amongst these teams to pull the upset, right? But I feel like they've blown it's it. It's not going to happen because I really want it to happen. It's not going to happen. Yes, to screw Trevor <laughs> over, the football gods are not going to allow it. And I support yep. that message because <laughs> the comeback kid is going to, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, sorry, I had to get that line in. My sponsors wanted me to. Um, Plumber <laughs> is really <laughs> – sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, Plumber, though, I, I'm curious to see how he's going to play against this defense. Um Florida State is still a very talented team. They've got mm-hmm. they're loaded at most positions. Uh, their defensive line is very good. Uh, so I, I'm really curious to see how how they hold up against uh, the front of Florida State. I, I still think Florida State is going to pull this one out, uh, even with just a run game and you know just serviceable serviceable passing. What I, I think this one could be uh, maybe a bigger game, bigger blowout than what you know the spread says. But I might change my mind before my pick too. I, I you know I can't leave all the cards. Yeah, you on never the table. know. I might just go against my dark horse. You know, just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, man, your dark horse is about like Sea Biscuit. He's it's ran its <laughs> race. Now its hooves are turning out, and it's going to have to be put down. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. Trevor, you there, buddy? Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. I just, I just like had to make sure. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I'm just mad at them because they've blown it to bad teams, and they could have really shaken shit up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, that Pittsburgh loss was brutal. Yeah, even Kentucky. I mean, really, the, the Devin Leary, like, come on, man. He even handed you a game. He handed it to you. Uh, let's, let's get away from this game. I, I Again, interesting take here, interesting way it goes. We're, we're going to find out real quick. Friday night, the biggest game potentially in the college football playoff, Oregon and Washington. You know, obviously, Georgia-Bama is – you know, a lot of, a lot of talk there, but this one has a lot of implications 
on you know who's going to be maybe that fourth team where where Washington if they win might they end up and uh, if Oregon wins and Bama win you know who who would end up being where so it's, it's really interesting uh, number five Oregon again number three Washington Oregon is nine and a half point favorites Washington has beat them at home this year it was a tight game at home so there, there's a little bit of okay well maybe on a neutral site this is different again Oregon had some bad coaching decisions there. But then again, Penix did his thing. He always finds a way. And I still think that he has that chance to do it again. Oregon has better running game. That's not denying it. Uh, Washington's had trouble running most of the year. They've had a couple games. Um, but they have always find ways to win. It, it, I'm, I'm going to keep hammering that because they do. And good teams find a way. Oregon, though, with that run game, I think they might try to control the clock a little bit better and make better decisions, and that, that could win them this game on a neutral field. It's going to be very tight, though. I, I really think so. Uh, I, I'm excited to watch it. A lot of people seem to be counting out Washington. All I hear, too, on across Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. this week is Washington don't have a chance. Washington don't have a chance. They're not going to be able to do it. Oregon's too good. Oregon's going to boat race them. And, uh, you know, it's kind of making me – kind of changed my mind a little bit and plus the stats too on Oregon about just which they don't have to do it so they don't but it's just the the downfield threat just hasn't been there this season but their defense is really good and they they're very good at putting together methodical drives and they've got a really good running back and a very accurate quarterback you know everything on paper goes Oregon's direction but that ain't always how it ends when the game mm-hmm. is played, especially when you're counting out a team that can score in seconds like Washington. Yeah, at the end of the day, there I mean, anybody that thinks that this is going to be a boat race on either side of the aisle is a bit delusional. I think the defenses are good enough and to slow both of these offenses down. Um, at the end of the day uh, – this is probably this is much must watch TV. We're talking about basic potentially, if, depending on who you talk to, the number one and number two candidates for the Heisman Trophy playing against each other. So I mean, like this this is a game I'm very excited to see. I do think that Washington has the harder road because I don't know the statistics on it. I just know what it, personally what I've seen in that. Most teams that have to play a team a second time in the same season tends to not go their way. Doesn't necessarily always mean the same mean that, but I mean, I'm just saying it's difficult to beat the same team twice in mm-hmm. one season. It, it's just it's just very difficult. Um, that's why I'm never a fan. Uh, I've never I'm never excited. Like if, for example, if Michigan was to come out of the Big Ten t- title, win it and then have to play Ohio State again in the playoff, I'm not a fan of that situation ever. ever. Um, and it's the same thing here. If I was a Washington fan, I'm not exactly excited about having to play Oregon again because yeah. if you, depending on who you talk to, in that game, they would say Oregon outplayed Washington throughout the majority of that game. So in the end, I think Oregon edges this out, but it is going to be <laughs> – it's going to be a long night for the, both teams because it's going to be a battle. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on uh, playing teams. Again, it's, it's very tough because not only is it talent and, you know, log, there's bounces and stuff in each of these games, but it's game plans. You spend weeks game planning for the perfect game plan against an opponent and how you can outmaneuver them, you know, outflank them, out whatever. So when you have to play them again, they already know what your original strategy is. You can't just go back out and do it again. That that would be super lazy, and you probably get your ass whooped. You have to totally redo a strategy, you know, probably based on the same foundation, but just you know, adjust. And it you know it could fail. So I mean, it, it's just one of those things. That's why I've said, you know, even if Washington loses this game, and some other things happen, could they leave them in just because their strength of schedule the rest of the way? I don't know. I don't. I mean, they they would be one and one against each other in the season. Oregon's had a worse strength of schedule. They've already been beat by the team once. I'm really curious to see what might happen if the chaos shit goes down. That that's really just I'm I'm really interested to see how this this year plays out. Um, I just I don't know. I, I feel like you'd almost have to keep Washington in, but then again, they'd be a conference championship in Oregon. I I don't know. I really don't. I'm glad I'm not on that panel right now. Um, Trevor, what you got? I just realized I had myself on mute the whole freaking time. I was trying to put a say a point. <laughs> oh Lord! I saw you anyway. lifting. I was like, "Is he like?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but no, I, what I was saying is, I was just like the the really. I mean, outside of F, if FSU loses, that's the first. Well, is Oregon first? Is that game the first? first? Yeah. Okay, so that would be the domino. Whichever, if, depending on if if Oregon wins, that's the first domino. And then, man, if Florida State loses, look out! Here we go. <laughs> just those two. Just those two losing, it would be a mess. Honestly, like I don't want to throw too much shade at Iowa because they've had a really good season. But I, I mean, I in my head, I just don't see it how it's going to work out. But yeah, anyway. But I think Oregon is going to squeak this one out, but it's going to be an insane game to watch on a Friday night. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, obviously, very soon. Uh, so excited to watch that one. Uh, another another big hinge game here, Oklahoma State, they're number 18 against number 7, Texas. Texas, they're 14.5-point favorites. Oklahoma State had that stretch of a really solid run. Ollie Gordon's been pumping. You know, he's a hell of a player. Alan Bowman had a decent stretch there, and then he kind of reverted back to his old ways, turnovers. His stats on the season are not good. Like, when you go look at his turnover margin, but he makes some plays sometimes. So I'm, I don't know if they're going to be able to stand up against the defense of Texas because I still think they're very strong. Um, and then obviously with Quinn Ewers, you know, back and a little more, more healthy than what he has been, I think this could be a really, really tough game for Oregon State. Because they've they've been a sieve on defense as well at times, especially like when you look back at West Virginia and some of the other games they've had, they've given up a lot. So to me, they're going to have to scheme Ollie Gordon big time in this one, get him in space, get him out wide, put him in the slot, do whatever you can to get this man the freaking football, and just hope to God you get some bounces and some turnovers. I don't know that it's going to happen though, man. Texas has a, re- a really good defense, but. Oklahoma State, though inconsistent, the big games, they seem to have a way with them. And what better way to go out for for 
to send out Texas and Oklahoma mm-hmm. than handing them both a loss in the same season and winning the Big 12. So I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm obviously going to pick Texas, but, you know, who knows? I'd hey, love to see that, it happen, though. That's a cheeky take there. I didn't even think about that. Obviously, they beat, you know, one Bedlam. I didn't think about mm-hmm. that angle on uh, him in Texas that lost, too. That That's – I mean, that's a good way to get your team up for the game. And Mike Gundy has been in these situations. You know, he knows how to get a team up. He's he's one of those coaches that just can't get over the hump. You know, he puts Mm -hmm. good teams together. And he's always the little brother of the Big 12 as far as recruiting and whatnot. But somehow gets good talent and finds a way to get nine, ten win seasons consistently. Yeah. He just can't get over that hump. Very true. Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome awesome thought to think that OSU is going to pull it out and pull out the upset because it's definitely a bigger upset than Louisville beating Florida State at this point. But Blake's right. OSU just has that way of just coming out of nowhere <laughs> and shocking everybody. They're, they're about the shock and awe factor. They, they, they thrive on it. And, I, I mean – not, nothing nothing more shock and awe than pulling off an upset over a top-ranked Texas team that some yeah. consider to be one of the better Texas teams in in recent years. Um, so uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure which way I'm going to pick on this one, to be perfectly honest with you, because I love the idea of rooting for OSU against Texas. But then I got to worry about losing and then uh, falling further behind in my picks. I'm already behind, so I, that's in the forefront of my mind. So yeah, it's well, a tough decision. Honestly, in your position, the only way you're going to win is to take some upsets and get lucky. I know. That's, that's pretty much how it's going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I'll say, I've, been doing, I've, been try, I've been living on that edge all season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big 12, notoriously, they blow games that they should win. Look at last year, Oklahoma State was in a position to get in the playoff. They, If they won that game in, against Baylor, I think they would have been number four. Go back and look at this. And they lost to Baylor in the Big 12 championship on the last second play, knocked them out. What if this happens again? I'm, I'm really curious. It's the Big 12. This stuff happens. It's just it's notorious for the conference. So Texas better buckle up their damn bootstraps there and, uh, you know, they better get ready or buckle up their chin straps, bootstrap, whatever, bootstrap, Bill. Uh, you're a liar. Sorry, I had to do that in honor of my brother. He does it a lot. I I don't know. It just came to my mind. Either well, way. I, for one, actually, <laughs> I mean, I would like to see Oklahoma State win, but in a way I kind of want Texas to win because I would really like to see a Bama-Texas rematch. That's just me. I know a lot oh, yeah. of people don't. Don't like the whole play in a team twice, but I would love to play Texas twice. I know you've been giddy about it for a while. Um, uh, it's, it don't I matter mean, it's if we don't beat Georgia, but yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about Bama very soon. Uh, we're going to move on, get into the obviously the Big Ten championship game. <sighs> Most people, and I think all of us would agree that Iowa doesn't have a chance, uh, and it's not because. You know, their their defense or anything, but their offense is just not good. You know, when you go look back at who they played and how they played, um, 
they got beat, you know, 31 nothing by Penn State, who's been, you know, whooped by Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, so I, I'm just, you know, Michigan needs to be cautious here. Going with a, a, a game plan, don't get hurt. Go out there, score enough points, and, you know, hope for some interceptions or something, you know, just play play smart. Because uh, I was going to have to come out swinging. They've got nothing to lose. Uh, you know, if Kirk Ferentz even said it, he's like, well, if we beat them, we could really screw some stuff up in the playoff. And I, yeah, you could, Kirk. How about you shut up about it? You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe keep that to yourself. But no, it, it's just they don't have any chance. I, I, I don't think offensively, defensively, they're going to have to score in other phases, special teams, uh, turnovers, kick returns, onside kicks. They're going to they're going to pull out every single stop in the book. Uh, but again, even even with that said, I don't think it's enough. No, they would need more than 21 points, and they they can't do that. So, nope. It's yeah. a, this is an easy one. The thing that most have scored all year is like, well, hold on. They did score, I think, 50 against Western Michigan. But when they play real teams, I think they've only scored 22 is like the, the most hey, they've ever hey, scored. Hey, so. hey, 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 Western Michigan gets snow. They're a real team. That's true. You Get know what? Forgive credit. me. Forgive me. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see, Trevor. I mean, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Iowa's terrible. <laughs> like seriously, oh gosh. So where do I start with this? Um, there was a there was per, a comment that was made to me that Iowa has the best best defense in the Big Ten. While that may be true. As far as statistically or whatever, um, no, they don't. <laughs> no, we just watched the best two defenses play last weekend uh, that are in the Big Ten, followed by Penn State, and then probably followed by Iowa at that point. And, I mean, I think this is probably the first time all season that Iowa's actually played anyone worth a damn. Um, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they played Penn State, but that offense. Uh, okay, so they didn't play anybody at, then. That's yeah. okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all. That's the thing about the Big Ten. Nobody played anybody. Yep. Nobody played anybody. Yep. They ain't played nobody, Paul. Yep. They ain't done it. But, I mean, but the ACC is the best conference in the country. So go figure that one out. Statistically, they are. It's yeah, not really a no. debate. Oh wow, Blake's really Debatable. coming to Jerry's defense on this one, huh? Stats don't lie. Mm-hmm. Stats don't lie. Brendan's okay. out here. Okay, everybody. Up Blake's in the record. mood. Blake's in the mood. He's no, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Michigan's number one in strength of record. It's a strength right. of record is a joke. I'm just saying that's it's a joke unless it does. It only it's only a joke when it doesn't benefit your freaking argument. I would never Dang. pull strength of record out because it is really explain, yeah. Explain what strength of record is. I don't know. You tell me because all season long, both of you have been said strength of record, strength of means schedule, something. strength of schedule, strength of strength of schedule, and strength of record mean the same thing. No, strength of schedule is different. Strength of record is how another team would play against the teams you played throughout the season. I don't know who, who, wait, hold on. 
Okay, then I got confused. Who brought up strength of record? I didn't bring up strength of record. Brendan did. Yeah, it's it's just another metric that people use. And the, well, strength the, of schedule. Then we'll just go off of strength of schedule. Right, and the Big I'm fine Ten, with that. Big Ten has a better strength of schedule than the ACC. Period. Yeah, I would agree with that. I was just bashing Brendan on strength of record, which is a okay, joke. It's a, it's a metric they use. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I got confused because I thought we were talking. It was a metric. That's okay. That, that's it okay. was a metric that put Michigan <laughs> with a one next to their name with a bad strength of schedule. But it's it's saying they're you know if other teams were to play Michigan's schedule, right? I, I, there's a way there's a way it's worded. I'd have to go back and read yeah. it because it is kind it's of saying fun. if other teams played Michigan's schedule, they would not have the same record as Michigan because it's Correct. difficult. But I disagree with that because I think if which ties directly into strength of schedule, and that's it. Right, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, however, they measure this metric. It doesn't make any sense to me because they were saying Michigan. I know, like now that the toward the end of the season, their strength of schedule is better because the teams, you know, they're all it's finished, and the the preseason had them at like what one twelve or something, but now at the end they're at like what like thirty seventh or something yeah. like that. But then you say strength of record, it would be like saying if. Uh, like Texas were to play Michigan's schedule, they wouldn't finish at they wouldn't be undefeated. 12 and 0. Right. And I just disagree with that. I think there's plenty of teams that could play Michigan's schedule and be undefeated. It's, I mean, it's possible, but you still got to that's, – that's discrediting Ohio State and Penn State very, no. very much. So I'm just yeah. – no, it's, it's not so much that it's discrediting them. It's just – not basing the entire schedule off of that, those two. No, I mean, I, I think they're, but they're not. It's all through. inclusive. Yeah. The whole schedule is inclusive. So I right. mean, you they're, can't you can't have one without the other. So I mean, okay. So they had a, a front. They were front loaded all day long. They were not. It was it was fairly easy schedule, outside of a few hiccups. But other than that, but still, you have to play the whole whole schedule. And at the end right. of the day. Even Florida State has had more trouble with their schedule, which I would find that I would almost venture to guess that most of their schedule has been easy. And the teams that they had problems with should have been what Michigan was doing consistently every single week. Yeah. And that's what I expect from Florida because I did not, I viewed their schedule just about the same outside of their non conference and stuff like that. But as far as their overall, overall schedule, Outside of LSU, it is, as far as I'm concerned, Michigan's is still better because of and, all of the teams, the whole entire schedule. No, I'll say I, like, I, 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 I LSU's win, the LSU win with the Ohio State win. I lot then that's a wash, and then Duke doesn't compare to Penn State, in my opinion. I think Penn State is on a much higher tier than that, even though they haven't shown it, but. I, that's just the way I look at the, all of that. I know I'm getting we're getting way off topic, but no, I mean it's fine. No it's, just, off topic. it's just a metric, you know, and it's just one of those things. Would Georgia win all of the games on Michigan's schedule? Probably. Would Bama? I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, they've already, they've lost to Texas. They've struggled with Mississippi State. They've struggled with Auburn. Would Texas win against everybody on Michigan's schedule? I don't know. I think they 
probably could, but again, it, I, I I don't know. So that that's just a metric. It, it's you know doesn't. Uh, there's been a lot of teams that have struggled this year against teams that they shouldn't. Michigan struggle against Maryland. It, it's just it is what it is. So again, it's a metric. I think strength of schedule is the the biggest thing. Strength of record just it's a, it's an interesting one. Not the be you know end all be all type thing. Um, and obviously, even watching, you know, the Big Ten, you can say, okay, these teams aren't great. They've got good defenses, no quarterbacks. So it's kind of hard to to base it. Um, I don't know. Again, it's a metric. We'll see. Uh, Iowa, no chance. Let's talk about Bama and Georgia. Number one, Georgia. Number eight, Alabama. Six-point favorite in favor of Georgia. Um, really, th- this is going to be a tough game. Uh, Georgia, when you look at their schedule, they too have not played anyone outside of Missouri. Don't feed me Tennessee bullshit. Don't you know none of that. I don't want to hear it because they're not good. Uh, even though they're ranked number twenty-one, I think that's a bunch of baloney. Uh, Missouri's the best team that they played. They did beat them, but go back and, and look at the whole body of work. And I think their strength of schedule is in the like sixty or like late high fifty, something like that. So I mean it's it's you know mid range for that you know whatever but still they get benefit of the doubt because they're in the SEC and obviously they've won national titles that's great but for this year they still have not played a very tough schedule relative to the others so I'm curious to see how they go up against a good defense Bama is a very good defense they've played against a very tough offense in LSU uh, pretty solid offense in Ole Miss. Um, obviously they play Texas, who's a good team. Uh, so Bama, I think is more seasoned, a, a more battle tested team this year. Uh, even though they've had their struggles against lesser teams, Georgia has as well. So we really got to watch out for, for how this game plays. Carson Beck's been hot, but how can he do it against a really good Bama defense? And can Milrow cause chaos? I don't think he's a good quarterback. I really don't. I, I think he's gotten better. But I don't put a lot of trust in him and his arm and his talent and his and his thoughts. But when he runs, this dude is a freaking animal. And you gotta watch out because he could really screw some stuff up for your defense. So I he's the he's the linchpin here. It's really interesting that this season's gonna come down to him, in my opinion. And that's the most nerve wracking thing about this game is that it's on Milrow's shoulders for Alabama. Our offensive line has improved drastically. Caden Proctor, he's done a whole lot better since, really since the Tennessee game. He really come on in that game. Uh, Georgia doesn't have the edge rushers this season that they've had in the past, which benefits Alabama on the front and helps Milrow out tremendously. And just overall, Georgia's defense is not what not what it was last year or the year before. Uh, especially that first year that they got that national championship, that defense was just ridiculous. But, you know, Bama has opportunities here. It's not likely that they actually win this game just because of Milrow. I know a lot of Bama fans want to say that he's just, he's come a long way and he has, he's improved, but he's still just not a hard knock, trustworthy can read downfield and drive you down the field and win the game. And people can point out all they want. Yeah, well, he won the Auburn game, whatever. Well, he almost lost the Auburn game just as much as he won the Auburn game off of a miracle. The the 
running across the line of scrimmage, throwing the ball five yards across the line. I mean, you can't do that, especially not in at the end of the season. You should know better by now. So I'm I'm a nervous wreck about this one, but not even as nervous as I was about Auburn because I'm almost expecting a loss. But I do have faith that Bama can pull together a, a good enough game. It's just can they do it for four quarters because we haven't really done that this season outside of LSU. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you go you go offense to offense, I I think that Georgia definitely has the better quarterback. Probably has a better offensive line. I think Alabama has a better running back core in general. I think they just have the most talented running back set that I've seen all year. I mean, I just think that they are a beast. If they had a a better offensive line that and maybe a better scheme, I think they would be they would be talked about as some of the one couple of the best running backs in the country, in my opinion. Um, I think wide receiver core, that's an interesting one for me uh, between Alabama and Georgia. It's, I'm just not even sure I've seen the full, full scope of how, how talented or not talented Alabama's wide receivers are just because of how grossly inconsistent Milrow's been. So it's hard to really determine – how, if it's the all receivers' fault, if it's the quarterback's fault, if it's the play calling's fault, it's just I. It's hard for me to even quantify how how good of a receiving core Alabama's got, uh, comparatively speaking to the way the season's gone, because it's just been so so much of a roller coaster this year with Alabama um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but the defense, I have all the confidence in the world in. I do give it a slight edge to Georgia's defense. They've just got so much speed on that defense. Um, but, I mean, Alabama's no sh- not short of that either. I just think that slight slight edge to the, the secondary of Georgia, I think. I think both defensive lines are, are fa- fairly comparable to each other. Um, this one's a very tough one to call. I'm certainly not even trying to give anything away on what I'm picking because I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be a tough one to decide and obviously I think you know most are probably leaning Georgia the favorite they you know history all this stuff, but that doesn't matter this one game Saban's very good at game planning so is Kirby it's going to be a battle it's going to be a fight and it, it, again back against a good defense Milrow against himself and a solid defense. So it's going to be interesting. Blake, any final thoughts on this one uh, before we get into our picks and, you know, other stuff like that? No? Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be a very tough game. And uh, really, this one in the Oregon-Washington game, man, this must-watch television, television, if I can speak right. Um, well, let's let's go on and get into our picks, boys, and, uh, and start wrapping it up here. Uh, obviously – you know, we didn't have a lot more games to talk about this this week since it's the five main ones. Um, but we're still going to do the 10 picks. Um, and this is going to be tough because a lot of these teams we just don't know. Uh, so God help us. May the best man win. And uh, the comeback kid's happening, boys. Uh, New Mexico State and Liberty, what are your picks? I'm going to go with Liberty. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> All right. 
New Mexico State, go. Oh, man. I'm going Liberty. <laughs> but I do think it's going to be close. I, do I think don't know if it's going to be close or not. I just need, well, I'm grasping that straw. Well, they played earlier this season, didn't they? And Liberty beat them. You know what? I had to check that. that. <laughs> uh, I think I remember watching that game because uh, I had picked it as one of my gridlocks, and Liberty jumped up big on them, I think, like yeah. 28 to nothing or something. But they come back and almost won the game, if I See, remember this is right. the man that's research and he remembers. Yes, it is true. New Mexico State lost to Liberty early in the season, 33-17. Trevor, do you okay. want to change your pick? I will grant it. Nope. I'm still oh, going with it. What a goon, buddy. Hey, I love it. Because I'll tell you what. One of those teams that's improved. But, yeah, yeah, they have vastly improved. But here's my thing about playing the team twice. Usually the team that lost the first time around tends to have an upper hand going into the second game. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, I mean, bold pick. I like it. I like it. I love it. Um, Miami, Ohio, Toledo. I'm going to go with Toledo. I really don't want to go against Toledo because now I'm going to stick with Toledo. I'm going to go with Toledo as well. They're playing anything too to do good. with Miami or, or anything to do with Ohio. I'm done. Unfortunately, Toledo is also in Ohio. So. <laughs> well, I, they, nothing with the word Ohio there. there That's fair. That's fair. I support that message. I'm going <laughs> Toledo too. Like Blake said, they're just playing too good right now. They are. Um, they are doing Boise State and. Uh, Whoever the hell they're playing, I can't remember right now. There it is, UNLV. I scra- I scratched and scrabbled the word, so it looked horrible. Forgive me. Um, UNLV, Boise State. Is that game played on a neutral side, or is it at the higher ranking? It's, a, it's in Vegas. I'm going to go with Boise. So I guess that would be a, a home-ish field for UNLV. Probably, uh, but I'm I don't still know gonna... if they split tickets, but you know, I don't know how it works. You know, he's played really good this year. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with Boise, though. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go Boise too. Even though they fired their coach, <sighs> they're favored. I just thought they got more athletes. Yeah. Look, I try to look at com- common opponents, and they both play New Mexico State, Air Force. It's, this is this could probably be a real damn good game. I'm going to go UNLV in the upset. All right. Jeez, I don't like that. Uh, SMU and Tulane. I'm going to go with Tulane. Yeah, I'm going to go Tulane as well. You know, <laughs> hell with it. You know what? I'm hoping for another bean miracle like with with the backup quarterback. So I'm going to go with SMU just one more time. Oh, man. <clears throat> I dig it, man. They're a good team. They're a very they are good, a good team. team. Honestly, and- outside of the quarterback position being obviously in the question mark, I thought that they they have a very good team. I mean, you go ten and two against similar competition. I mean, it's still impressive. And Tulane has struggled a lot this year. So I mean, that's 
you know, it's possible. Um, App State and Troy. You know, Troy again is six point favorites. I, Go ahead, I mean, who? I don't know. I watched some of the offensive clips from Troy's offense. Like, I kind of like the way they do things, but I, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the underdog here. I'm going to go with App State. I just like them. They got me an. Uh, they got me a gridlock win early in this earlier in the season. So I'm going to. I'm going to go with them. I like it. Going back to the well. Hmm. I'm going to roll with Troy. They got one of the nation's top defenses. Good running game. Yeah, when I looked at the the stats and that uh, Aguilar. Had a really damn good season at quarterback for App State. Yeah. Running game's been solid, but, I mean, you got a almost 1,500-yard rusher on top of throwing for 3,100 yards. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Troy as well. Um, Man, that's that's tough. All right, Louisville, Florida State. <laughs> I'm going to go with Florida State. Oh, man. Uh, give me Louisville. Give I need Louisville. Louisville to win to help Bama out a little bit. But I know you do. <laughs> uh, so does like Ohio this. State, really. I don't like this at all. This is, this is a tough one. Obviously, from Travis, I think the talent just might be too much, even with a backup. I'm going to go Florida State. I don't like it, but I'm doing it. Um, ah, that pains me. Oregon and Washington. Oh, oh, you go, Christ. Blake. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this. I don't like I either, this man, one. This was the worst one. <laughs> Good God. I do believe Oregon is the better team. I mean, every every faction. They've got a better defense. They've got a better offense. They've got an equal, if not better, quarterback. They've got equal, if not better, receivers. They've got a better offensive line, better defensive line. I mean, they're they're two fourth downs away from having won the first time. Uh, but then again, Penix just knows how to win. You know, even in the first game, they outgained Washington by like 200 yards and still lost. Yep, they sure did. And Washington – their defense isn't great, but they have a pretty good pass rush. <clears throat> My gut yeah. tells me to pick Washington, but I just <laughs> I think Oregon's the better team. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Oregon. We, we've said it all year that if they played again, we would think, we'd say we'd think Oregon would win it. But honest to God, I didn't know that they would be playing again. Like I was really <laughs> feeling Washington was going to fall off at some point. I mean. Yep. Well, we said that in season previews. We had no idea that any team would make it out of the Pac-12 unscathed. Yeah. So, Blake? Yeah. We, yeah. We've, um, we echoed that the first, like, four weeks of the season. Like, <laughs> I still think the Pac-12 is just going to be a rough rough year in the Pac-12. Yeah. I'm going Oregon. Oh, my God. This Oregon. Is... Blake, you went Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Washington. Trevor's going full out. That's my guts telling me Washington too. I mean, it's 
Look, it's a coin flip as far as I'm concerned because depending on what Washington team shows up or what Oregon team shows up. I just – how disrespected would you feel if you just went undefeated and beat this team and then Vegas puts you as a non-point underdog? You know, I just – That's brutal. The the over-under also is 66 points. So, I mean, that lends to what the score was earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Uh ESPN FEI, they they've got Oregon as seventy five percent favorites. I know they, they have a seventy five percent chance to win. I seen uh, one of crazy. these things. They they ran ten thousand simulations of this game, and Oregon won like seventy seven hundred of them. So it's like Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna stick with them. But I mean, I my More gut's telling me Washington. The weekend hits. <laughs> yeah, I, the Friday hits. I mean, oh, going God, Washington man. too. Ah, oh, son of a gun! All right. I'm doing. It. And this was, I was a pretty really hoping you would pick. just be like, "Oh well, you, I, you sound like you were going to go Oregon." I was just like, "Well, I, I consider flipping." Awesome. I consider flipping, but now you should flip because that's what you were saying. You said we were saying we'd go with Oregon the whole time. Like I'm not like Mitch McConnell, okay? I'm not flippy floppy. Um, I'm going to be really tough on this one because it's the Big 12. Okie State, Texas. This one to me is obviously it's it's right there, but it's the Big 12. They do stupid stuff. So Blake's got Texas. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Texas. That's like, like, no. Yeah, I'm going to go Texas, even though I think it's going to be closer than the spread. I really do. Oh, OSU is going to make this like a like you're about to have a heart attack game. They're going to be sweating through their toenails. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. I really wouldn't be shocked if they pulled it off. No, no, Um, I wouldn't either. They got some good talent on that team. It's just they didn't put it together until halfway through. Yeah, I it's I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Michigan, Iowa. I think everybody Michigan on this one. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next, the biggest game of the weekend: Bama, Georgia. Yeah, we well, you know Blake's just gonna swing. Yeah, and I'll go Georgia. Blake's going with the upset in Bama. I ride with him, or I die with him. Yep. Yeah. I'll probably die with him, but that's okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Georgia just Fair because enough. of quarterback play. It's not much else. I, I really, I really like Bama's defense. I don't, I don't trust her, her quarterback play. I do not support that message. Pick so, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got a lot of, a lot of mixed up stuff in that mid, that front range. I tried, I tried within reason, but I'll tell you All what, that SMU one was the one that was like, ah, that's going to be a loss, probably. <laughs> you, I'll give you uh, one free pass to change anything. No, no, I, I'm man of my word. I, I, I said what I said, and I'm I respect it. it. All right, we are all. There's no way that we're going to beat Blake in the gridlocks, but for bragging rights of uh, second place. All right. And Blake to obviously maybe come out 500. Let me double check. Yes, Blake could yeah. come out 500, um, seven and seven on the season if he picks it right. What are your gridlocks? The final one of well, the week. 
I'll be honest, oh, yeah. I didn't even pick a gridlock because I didn't think we'd be doing it this week. Let me wow, look real quick bro. on the spot. Caught him, caught him <laughs> slacking or uh, lacking. What is it? I don't know. I'll tell you mine right now. Washington plus nine and a half. Gone. They're my gridlock for the week. Guaranteed victory. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on one second. Oh man, uh, you son of a whatever. <laughs> what? You picked my freaking pick. <laughs> well, I can change. I'm sorry. No, you can't. No, I'm going to go with um, shit. Louisville? We'll go with Louisville as a lock in. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find the dang spreads for these games here. I'll, I'll read them to you if you want. Yeah, go for it. New Mexico or Liberty is a 10 point favorite. Toledo is a seven and a half point favorite. Tulane is a four and a half point favorite. Troy, six and a half point favorite. Florida State is two and a half point favorite. Washington, nine and a half point. Or excuse me, Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite. Texas is a 14 and a half point favorite. Obviously, Michigan is 23 and a half point favorite. And then UGA is a six point favorite. So I think I guess there's. I'll, I'll yeah. have to go Bama because I've picked the favorites in every game, it seems like. Lakes going Bama as a six-point dog. All right. Hey, it's set. This is it, boys. This is for all the marbles. Um, we're we're going to see how this uh, plays out with our gridlock and our picks. Um, again, great week ahead of us here. Uh, starts Friday night with, uh, you know, group of five, and then also Oregon and Washington. So make sure you tune in. Uh, if you don't, you're obviously a casual, and you're not cool, uh, <laughs> unlike us. But – Guys, I've got nothing else on this week. Obviously, it speaks for itself, right? Everything going for the playoffs is right here. Um, we've talked kind of scenarios, the rankings. I don't think it really matters where Ohio State was, like Blake said. It is interesting, uh, you know, where they're at. I kind of see why, but, you know, at the same time, don't. Um, but in the end, it doesn't matter because if, you know, teams behind them win the, their conference championship, they're jumping them. If they didn't, I would be absolutely shocked. And uh, there would be a revolt, I'm sure. Uh, boys, final thoughts. The only way Ohio State has a chance of getting in the playoffs is if Michigan loses, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and I don't think after everything they've been through, Michigan's going to do that. I think that they're going to come out swinging and leave no doubt. In my, That's just my view of it. Um, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to the three big ones, really. Um, the – SMU, Tulane game, of course. We can't forget. That's one of the big ones. And then, and then the Alabama game. Like, I'm really curious to see how that plays out in the Oregon game. That's Both those games are going to be, I would assume, everyone will be, be able to watch them, hopefully, because it, those are going to be ones to watch for sure. Yeah. And then, obviously, Heisman uh, Trophy is going to be decided real soon, too. Yep. Uh, so, a lot to watch for. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you you know follow us, share us. Uh, you know, the more you share, the better we do. You know, we appreciate it. Uh, any any listen, any share is, is valuable to us and what our goals are. So, please continue to listen, share, and uh, tell your friends about it. And uh, again, thanks again. Have a good night. Peace.